0: Chapter three, the threat. And the threat is real. Yeah. So, I the first two chapters were were Pretty fine. Packed. There was a lot of exposition and a lot of getting to know some people. Yeah. Um. I feel like now we're starting to, to move and groove a little bit. It's not just, like a chapter two. Story. Nothing happened. They just talked to people about things that had happened. Yeah. Uh, So I'm glad that we're back in a chapter where things are happening. Uh, And the first thing that happens, it's a little brotherly, they they get back home. playfulness, yeah. They get back home, and they have strange banter, the two of them. (laughs) I feel like they're talking to each other the way they think that adults should talk to each (laughs) other, and they're just sort of giving each other good-natured ribbings about their driving styles.
1: I mean, Joe is really laying it into Frank with the first line being, you're getting to be pretty good on that motorcycle, Frank. And I'm that,
0: not even scared to ride alongside you anymore. But then Frank says, you're not scared. What about me riding along with a daredevil like you? So, I, th-
1: Which Joe comes back with the best line, and, and here here comes that uh, cliff hubris again. Well, let's just admit that we're both pretty good, in which they both <laughs> just said they're bad drivers, and now they're saying, no, we're good.
0: Yeah, there's – what I struggle with here – do you have siblings? I do, yeah. I have an older brother. Yeah, I have an older brother and a younger brother. Yeah. And one of them is way cooler than the other. Doesn't matter which one. But let's just say, as I think about my relationships with my brothers, never, not even at 17 and 18 years of age, would this strange artificial conversation take place. Right, like yeah. these guys know each other, and this is like how I talk to people at like That's, a networking meeting. Yeah, like oh hey, I, what are you doing? You're it's the troublemaker awkward, here. Yeah, this
1: is the first time <laughs> I met you. I'm going to make these classic. Yeah, jokes. not not.
0: I've known you for 17 years, yeah. and I've grown up. We went to the same high school. Little strange, but hey, it's very
1: strange. And immediately after they admit that they're both great, this is my favorite exposition of all time. It sure was swell of dad to let us have these motorcycles. I'm thinking dad just had two spare motorcycles hanging around. Yeah, I, I
0: wrote in my margin, have them? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I wonder how, like, it was nice of dad to give these to us, like, or to gift them, like, yeah. something like that. Can but, you believe dad
1: bought these for us for our birthdays? But
0: it seems like they stole them, and, like, Fenton is is like, fine. You can you, have You em. can have them. <laughs> yeah. Does not seem like they were purchased legally just no, It's just what very I'm gleaning from that um but yeah and and then uh they walk past their garage uh or sorry there's an old-fashioned barn on the property which is a gymnasium yeah and used I'm, I'm by curious, the boys like, and their friends
1: at first i was like okay gymnasium they're talking about just like a, a weightlifting area but then i'm like wait what kind of gymnasium? Are they doing Like gymnastics? Are there rings? You never or... know
0: what you're going to need as a detective. It's in very these, true. In these high-speed chases and stuff. Having a little bit of dexterity, a yeah. little bit of mobility and core strength is not going to hurt jumpy, you. A little bit of yeah. ring work. A balance beam. A it's balance about beam? grace. Of course. I mean, that's why grace. they're always on
1: the ledge. They practice on the balance <laughs> beam so much.
0: <laughs> that cliff hubris yeah. comes from training. <laughs> oh, But... Then they meet their mother, and, and this is the second time. This is only the second woman we've met. Yes. We met uh, Callie Shaw. Yes,
1: who's holding a cake that she just baked.
0: Yeah, and Callie Shaw was dark-haired and, and pretty. I, I I'm That was gonna, the exact description. Uh, Beside pretty oh, – they, they, they came to a stop beside pretty, brown-haired Callie. Yeah. So that's what we know about Callie. Yeah. Pretty. Pretty. And brown-haired. And brown-haired. Then we meet Mrs. Hardy, a petite Pretty Woman. And I get that this was written in the 40s or 50s or something like that. It was rewritten in 1959 before women were real people, yeah. I guess. But that become quickly just jumped out. And then we meet uh, in the next couple of pages uh, Chet's, Chet's sister, sister. Iola, uh, which is a strange name. Um, it's a very close to I don't know any Iolas. I, I don't know any famous Iolas or anything.
1: Yeah, that's a made-up-ass name.
0: But uh, when we meet her and Chet's younger sister, Iola. Dark-haired and pretty. Yeah, it's
1: a classic description. All the women
0: are dark-haired and pretty. This is a world that I want to live in. And we, when we meet Mr. Schwartz, the owner of Schwartz's costume shop, who's we'll in stout and stubby, right? Stout and stubby. But I wondered is he pretty? She can be stout, stubby, and pretty. There's there's an obvious double standard here, and I think yeah. it's going to be easy to get hung up on things like that in a book written in the 50s. But I mean, that's uh, been every. I would like to I would like to address that potentially these women have more to offer than just their looks.
1: Well, I mean, the first line, she obviously has something to offer, and that is a chicken. Uh, it, that's being stuffed that she's currently stuffing. Stuffing a
0: large roasting chicken. And then this is me getting Both hung women up.
1: are introduced with food products that they have yeah. created.
0: And when we meet Iola, she's cooking dinner. She's cooking dinner, yeah. yeah. Um I did just it, it was an odd adjective uh or excuse me, adverb to throw in. Um but so they they, they see their mother, her sons kissed her affectionately and Joe asked Dad upstairs. <laughs> And I feel like they could have left off. their sons we're kissed her. Take, we're gonna take this the, loving to dad next. But are affectionately, you saying, are they
1: seeing if dads in the house to take care of mom?
0: This is uh This is the first of of two situations that people get a little too close. I feel in this chapter. Oh yeah, uh, that,
1: that's where the real threat is. What yeah.
0: they're. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the threat is at Schwartz's <laughs> costume shop, but we get ahead of ourselves. First, we, uh, we see Fenton Hardy's study. Classically in the his study. The study was I mean, that's Fenton Hardy's workshop. Yeah. And there's three things uh, besides books in his workshop. Uh, <laughs> adjoining it was a fine library, which contained not only books, but files of disguises, records of criminal cases, and translations <laughs> of thousands of codes. <laughs> my my question immediately off the bat was:
1: What is file of disguises? Is that like here's a picture book of what you could do with disguises? Yeah, or I, was it I, like disguises I, like mustaches and like this in this like uh, you know like a picture is, book that he has? Where is he everything flattened? It off. Yeah. yeah, is it just Here, flattened here's a wig disguises. that
0: we've flattened down and put in a file? I don't know. Yeah, it was a strange. I circled file of disguises because I don't know too. what that
1: is. A very and Confused then with what this is. translations
0: of thousands of codes doesn't seem necessarily relevant or helpful.
1: No, not at all, because those are codes that have already been broken, so they're not going to use these codes. <laughs>
0: so, I don't know. So this is our esteemed detective that we're meeting, Fenton Hardy, um, who. Uh, so they, they Dad, uh, we're reporting errand accomplished because they delivered that legal paper for him two chapters ago. Fine. <laughs> 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 is fine with an exclamation mark, Mr. Hardy replied uh and then uh I'd say your trip netted more than just my errand, and he, he obviously knows about, yeah yeah he, he knows about and... what happened with the with the police chase and stuff, yeah, and then there's another strange sentence, not as concerning as some of the others, but Frank and Joe had learned early in their boyhood <laughs> that it was impossible to keep any <laughs> secrets from their astute father. We're not going to dive into that, <laughs> yeah. but that that did come off the page I of mean, me a little bit. He dove into
1: those boys already enough that we don't have to dive into it,
0: right? Um, and then uh, we get this little bit of a uh, uh, of exposition that uh, he's a uh, Hardy used to be a New York City police detective before setting up his private practice in Bayport.
1: So you know he's hard. He was a beat cop, you know. He's running the streets, yeah. yeah.
0: He 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 cut doing his teeth. He cut his teeth doing the real stuff before yeah. he has his study with his file of disguises.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't let the file of disguises and thousands it. of cracked he's, codes he's not throw going, you off.
0: He's not going the Oscar's muff route <laughs> yeah. of just, you know, having a notebook and buying a file that disguises. Yeah. He he, he translated those codes.
1: He's the real thing. Everyone, okay, He's the real deal.
0: Yeah. That's thousands of cases for thousands of codes. So uh so then they're like, Chet's counting on us to find his car, and Dad says, uh, that is unless the police find it first. Which, to, to that I say, yeah, fine. That's their job. Yeah, they
1: should be. Why aren't you telling your kids? And they said that the, the boys told him everything, so clearly he knows this man's running around with a gun holding people up. Yeah. In which he's fine, like, well, go. let me ask you a question. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you a question. Do you want advice? You know I never give it unless I'm asked for it. Dad, you are baiting.
0: See, you know. That's not a fair question. You know I never give it unless I'm asked for it, he chuckled. We'll need a lot of help, Joe answered. Mr. Hardy said to him that the most interesting, and and then he gives his advice. Yeah. They didn't technically ask for it. (laughs) That's
1: actually true.
0: Mr. Hardy says only if I'm asked for it, and, and, and they said we're going to need a
1: lot of advice. Yeah, but I'm not and I saying bet Joe winked at Frankie's
0: like, check this out. I'm not even going to ask Dad. Watch, yeah. he's going to give it up.
1: But it was the old bait and switch. Look at that.
0: Mr. Hardy shared that the suspect. It was su- interesting that uh, the suspect apparently used one or more wigs as a disguise, and that piece right there. I don't know that anyone ever paused to say more than one wig. I feel like that's a revelation there. Uh, yeah, they had all been like, thing. oh, the red hair was a wig. No one was ever like, well, maybe the brown hair was also a wig. Yeah, maybe this man is just wearing layers Different of wigs. Different wigs. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like that alone, okay, good addition, Fenton. Thanks. I thought the same Thanks thing. Thanks for Fenton, your contribution. You're finally you're thinking like a real detective here. Uh, and then I suggest you boys make the rounds of all the shops selling wigs and see what you can find out. And I just thought, how many shops sell wigs? Bay- Bayport Back is 50,000 people, yeah. they
1: had said in, in the first chapter. It's not like they got some Johnny Brock's dungeons or anything well, like that. Well, we're in that.
0: St. Louis. How many wig shops are there? Two? Three? And we've got a million people? We've got a Yeah. I'd say that's... that's a- I'm, I'm gonna judgment. do a Yelp search after this and find See out how many, how many wig wore shops there were.
1: Fit or wigs back in the day? Yeah, too. and how and many? It's not like they're old English judges, you know.
0: Yeah, these aren't powdered wigs. We're yeah. looking for a shock of red hair wig. <laughs> I don't know. So the two boys make a dash for the door, then stop short. They did not have the slightest idea where they were going. No,
1: they don't know of any wig stores.
0: And on this, I wrote again: narrator bias. Yeah, With like okay. You know, you're you put an exclamation mark there. You want us to think they're stupid, yeah? And they need dads. They help. are, yeah. Well, clearly, we're learning that every
1: page. In which now they're asking, Dad, do you know any wig stores? Which you know, you know how Fenton feels about this. Okay, so a little slight smirk.
0: Yeah, this this little scene we're about to get to here, I have to feel like it was entirely staged and set up by Fenton Hardy, because I feel like if I was a dad. I would do stuff like this all the time to make my kids think that I'm just a superhero. Because so so what he does
1: with a twinkle in his eyes. Yeah, he
0: suggested the wigs. With a twinkle in his eyes, Mr. Hardy arose from the desk, walked into the library, and opened a file drawer labeled W through Z. A moment later he pulled out a thick folder marked wigs, manufacturers, distributors, and retail shops of the world. Why, Dad? I didn't know you had all of this information, Joe began, and then his father merely smiled. He thumbed through the heavy sheaf of papers and pulled one out. Bayport, he read. Well, three of these places can be eliminated. Once they only sell so they he's, only he's sell out.
1: women's hair pieces. That's my favorite because. Are you saying that women can't have red hair, or this Short man can't hair? be wearing yes. a,
0: a woman's wig? There's and they a just lot of good questions. However, before we get into that. I just feel like this whole thing was a fake, like the only paper with anything written on it was this Bayport list. And Fenton Hardy had put this, put a bunch of fake blank papers in this file marked wigs, manufacturers, distributors, and retail shops of the world, which it's a single drawer. With W through Z. And if the wig file alone is this thick, I just, how many files? It's gonna be like one of eight files of all, and it seems a very specific thing to have a thick file for. If it were, now if this is like WA through W-I, would yeah. be like, yeah, there's room in there for a big wig big, file. Yeah. But if we're cramming everything, because you're gonna have zebra poachers, you're gonna have a file on zebra poachers, you're gonna have yeah. a file on, your yak food manufacturers. Yak. Yeah. 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 yeah, there's a lot that happens in in W X Y and Z X rays. Xylophone manufacturers. Xenophones. Those are going to be huge files right there. Yeah. And and to to also fit this wig file, I feel like I'm on board with everything until now. Yeah. Now I'm starting to question Fenton Hardy. Yeah, everything Fenton. else seemed to make sense. <laughs> wig file being this large in a drawer with that much of a range seems like a stretch. However. They narrow down, there's three potential shops of the six that sell male wigs. Specifically uh, male wigs, yes. There's Schwartz's Masquerade and Costume Shop, and then there's there's two others. Um, Schwartz is the closest, so they're going to try him first. Now, here begins <laughs> Here begins the... Here we get the threat. The, <laughs> the very real threat to the high school boys. Um, now, I'm going to show this to you... Uh, so my, my next page, just if you can see in the margin, I've written the word no next to oh, almost yes. every paragraph as yes. I'm reading this. Just I looking, have no, 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 specific no, words no. that are,
1: are underlined of so horrible choices. So as you're reading
0: along, as as you also, doubt, no, Schwartz, Schwartz, Mr.
1: Schwartz, I know this is before Spaceballs, but you know the Schwartz is a specific tool a specific item. May the Schwartz be with you. Now, I've always interpreted that as a Johnson. The Schwartz is a Johnson. Some Schwartz are bigger than Schwartz. I
0: I feel like it's also a a general Jewish Jewish thing. thing. And with the context of that this book was rewritten for some racist stuff and with how creepy Mr. Schwartz turns out to be, I can't help but think maybe there's some uh, anti-Semitism, some light, very pedophilic – uh, oh, it's in anti-Semitism there. Antisemitism in here. Uh, I'm not putting it past them, just given what we know so far. But so, skipping over the the little first part, they, they ask this guy, "Has anyone, you know, stopped in here to buy a red wig?" And he's like, "No one's bought a red. No one's even rented yeah. a red." And we wig. find
1: out he's more of a wig renter. He doesn't really sell them. He likes to rent them. Yeah.
0: Um. But no, he hasn't seen this guy. And then he says, "Um, this man that you speak of, he sounds like a character." Uh, it is just possible that he may come in to get a wig from me. If he does, I'll be glad to let you know. They know nothing about this guy other than he has a red wig. Yeah. And unless this guy comes into the costume shop wearing said red wig,
1: Hi, what yeah, is no, Mr. A, Schwartz yeah.
0: looking for? Yeah. How can he say, oh, I found your guy. There's a guy who came in here and bought a wig. Well, did he have a red wig on? Was he wearing a hat? <laughs> There's was a hatless man. That's all we know about. <laughs>
1: that is – I also think suspect. it's just great dialogue in general that they tell him about how this man is, like, violent and he's stealing cars. And, like, when I say, well, he sounds like a character, that's usually describing, like, an oddball, a goofball or yeah, something. So – like, like, oh, I'd this like, like to spend real some time character. with him. Yeah. yeah. I think he's using that wrongly here.
0: Unless – he's sort of eccentric, Mr. Schwartz. And he so, a like, very eccentric man. like, oh, this dude, this robber, likes to play dress oh, he's up. The real sounds like a character to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see them writing Mr. Schwartz to be that way. Um, then, so the most uh, uncomfortable. Hang on, hang fortune. on. Yes, the most yeah. uncomfortable. But going back, there have been no scenes that have lasted for two pages. Like hanging out with Callie, shot the the longest yeah, scene was snippets. the farmers. Yeah, The Farmer's was two full pages, everything else in and out, half a page. And we get more than two pages of Frank and Joe trying on costumes after hours in the back room with the door locked of Mr. Yes. Schwartz's costume shop.
1: And and we're going to break into this. Um, here, I mean, this, this is just great. This isn't even in the dialogue. It's just uh, – oh, I'm sorry – with a grin, the man asked the boys if they would like to come in and help open some cartons, which have arrived, and to try on some costumes. Like, there was no dialogue for this. It was just, like, in the action of, well, here's what's about to happen.
0: <laughs> here's what's about to happen, and <laughs> or, you're going to hate it. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're not going to get the lead-up to this because we don't want to give away his moves. Um, and, and which his justification for this was, those folks at the factory don't always get the sizes marked right. Would you be able to stay a few minutes and help me? I'd be glad to pay you. Oh, we don't want any money, Joe spoke up. To tell you the truth, i like to see your costumes. Yeah. I mean, I'm already
0: uncomfortable. Yeah. And so those three paragraphs are the first of about 15 that I have the word no written next to because yes. this is – like if this were a scene in a movie – I'd be covering my eyes. Like yeah, I, I'd you know be, where this is. I'd be going. looking out through the crack between two fingers. Like, please don't no no no. I was no.
1: I was waiting for the lineup. You boys wanna make a video.
0: Well, the last line of the, the pages, Mr. Schwartz locked the front door of his shop and then led the boys into a rear room. Rear. I'm excited if- to get out of this room as a reader. Yes. I'm excited to move on to daylight to to revolvers. To danger yes. to bad things i this is, as you this, said, is yeah, this, this is the threat, threat that we don't <laughs> this, want this is the situation that is threatening to Franklin And then and Joe. after
1: the boys were led into a rear room i mean listen to these words it was so filled rear filled with costumes of all kinds of paraphernalia, paraphernalia. Pedophilia. I'm just saying. This is very close. It doesn't it might say be pedophilia. Here, but yeah. that's, that's still that's, – that's kind of like – it's what's in your mind, and
0: that's just a terrible word choice. Speaking of terrible word choices and, and less <laughs>
1: – My most underlined word
0: yet is what? Paraphernalia? Uh,
1: no, 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 no. Where we're speaking of it. Together, he and the boys slit open the boxes. <laughs> well, I didn't even – Boys
0: I'd, slit. <laughs> it didn't hang on that one. Uh, what caught me – and I, I, maybe this is just a, a thing of the times, but uh, – so they, they get a skeleton costume marked size 38. Would one of you boys mind trying this on? Frank picked up the costume, unzipped to the back, and stepped into the skeleton outfit. It was tremendous on him, and the ribs sagged ludicrously. Yeah. I just wasn't – tremendous seems to <laughs> – in, in modern day, modern language. You, mean that you look tremendous. Yeah. You look wonderful. Uh, oh, my God. This thing was yeah. tremendous on you. But I guess it means huge or something, because the, the ribs of the Selicon sagged ludicrously. Um, but yeah, I was... That's very contradicting here. I, as I read it the first time, I'm like, wait, it was tremendous on him? And the ribs? Like, is the ribs sagging a good thing? Yeah. Um, but I mean, There's
1: nothing that gets me you know, going more than some saggy, saggy ribs. Saggy
0: ribs. Oh, man. So let's get out of this. Uh, I guess a fat man modeled for this, uh, he remarked. Again, I see a lot of body shaming in here.
1: There, there is a little bit more we're body shaming to, later on. Yeah, so in this
0: chapter. So Frank then see. There's a knock on the door after hours, and Frank runs, thinking, "Hey, it could be the bad it's probably guy. Our
1: guy because he's going to show up late at night when no one's around." Yeah. Oh,
0: which on he that wants- note, going back, they you know he asked for the help, and when they first got there, let's see. Uh, I was going to close up promptly tonight because a big shipment came in today and I never have any time except after business hours to unpack and list my merchandise. How busy? How busy? <laughs> busy is this costume shop in a town of 50,000 people that you just can't get anything done? Yeah, this is the most hopping wig shot of <laughs> it's all just
1: time. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, I just don't have any time. So
0: thieves have to show up after hours yeah. because it's they don't want to be recognized by the throngs of people. I mean, this thing is mobbing like Ted Drew's costume on shop on a Saturday and, night <laughs> this thing, <laughs> thing is hopping. This is Black Friday as everyday at yeah, this costume shop. What kind of shop.
1: fucking deals do you have on these wigs?
0: <laughs> oh. So uh they, 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 they go to the door and uh the guy outside sees Frank. And again, they have no idea any features of this guy. The guy was yeah. not wearing a red wig, so it could have been anyone, including yeah. the suspect. But uh when he uh when he sees the uh the skeleton costume, the guy freaks out and disappears.
1: Well, I mean, because the costume was out of is an out of shape skeleton, as it's described right here. Yeah leaping uh, out-of-shape skeleton and disappeared in a flash. So he saw the the fat The skeleton. stranger gave
0: one look at the leaping out-of-shape skeleton and disappeared in a flash. Yeah. See, but then Joe says, but you sure scared him away in that outfit. He won't be back. <laughs> it's a costume shop. <laughs> yeah. Why Who wouldn't looked- he be dressed up? Yeah,
1: why was this scary? Why
0: would you walk up to a costume shop, see in the window a skeleton costume, albeit ill fitting yeah. and be like oh no i'm never <laughs> well, it, coming it, back I'm here i'm like it all
1: depends on what kind of jump did he do out was it like a threatening jump out into the store to make it to the oh that's the true. Door? or was he just running to it like oh i better open this door and unlock it and how it so this realistic can was this get his costume
0: uh, like that's, yeah i don't know what skeleton costumes were like in the 40s but like now a skeleton costume typically, I feel like, glows in the dark. Yeah, it's like it's very is not goofy. like a very you know hyper realistic where I'm like,
1: oh my god, actual yeah, it's, skeleton. It's scary to like a four year old.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and so unless the stranger was a four year old, I question, I, I question how this, terrified this you this should is, be of yeah. that skeleton. A and, kid, and, it, cause and he's if not you're wearing not going to patronize either. the, yeah, he's not wearing a mask. Yeah, it's a human face with a saggy ribbed skeleton body. But maybe
1: uh he ran. Is this Frank? That's yeah, maybe it's because it was Frank, and you know, Frank's dark skinned, so you have that's this dark true. skinned skeleton running they, at They you. didn't You're, say
0: it was a half Italian skeleton, <laughs> and that's a problem, apparently. Oh, so they leave, they go pick up Callie Shaw, uh they go back home.
1: Well, they spent thirty more minutes in the shop.
0: That's true. I was trying costumes. to leave the costume yeah. shop. Oh. You gotta get out of this costume shop. But yes, that does happen. Uh they said goodbye and went home. Uh, Monday they'll tackle the other two wig shops. Yeah, Clearly, Monday's a closed. new day. Yeah, um, so the next morning they go to church, uh, which they're going they to they're gonna need. They're going to need punished after for that. their sins. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to need a couple extra confessions <laughs> for the costume shop. Uh, for the costume shop with a Jewish <laughs> Jewish person, there's a lot that the Anglo Saxons may <laughs> may have problems with in the fifties here. Uh And then so they they pick up Callie, and they're going to Chet uh, Chet Morton's for dinner, Um, and they got to go talk to him, I guess. Uh, But then uh, when they pick up Callie, Callie gets on Frank's bike, and Joe says, hold on, Callie. Frank's a wild cyclist. And I just thought no one uses that terminology when describing a motorcycle rider. Yeah. No, a cyclist. Wouldn't
1: you also want a wild cyclist? Like, isn't that what you're kind of noted for, for being a motorcycle driver, is like – this guy is taking a step on the wild side. Yeah. I feel like being called wild is just a compliment. But also, yeah, he's not a cyclist.
0: Yeah, cyclist involves spandex in a... and, yeah. and logoed material.
1: So now I'm curious about what kind of bikes these guys actually have.
0: I know they're fast, and they didn't pay for them or, or get them in yeah. any It sounds way. like these
1: aren't motorcycles. I'm starting to think that the Hardy Boys are just riding normal bikes. <laughs> just <laughs> they just cycling. They think they're motorcycles.
0: <laughs> they make noises. Dad
1: tricked him. Yeah, it's the <laughs> mouse and the
0: motorcycle. Yeah, it's Beverly Cleary. Oh, so then we meet Iola, Chet's sister, dark haired and pretty, and Joe yeah. thought she was the nicest girl at Bayport High. And I guess this is an ongoing thing. That, I would say that's the first time we get a glimpse of someone's personality, but I gotta feel that the author was not suggesting that nicest had anything to do with yeah, how polite I'm it's she the was. The nicest
1: looking, not personality wise. Yeah,
0: which which is a shame, but. uh but yeah, so he, he dated her regularly.
1: Classic. Oh. So Frank Frank and Joe are both dating regularly.
0: Yeah. And they so both have favorites.
1: They both have favorites, yeah. Out of all of the girls, and these are their favorites.
0: And you only get to have a favorite by having others. And yeah. And I think that's that's between They're the lines here. They're very much here. setting that up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so they go, uh, and then we see Chet again. Uh, as dust came on, the five young people gathered in the Morton's kitchen to prepare a supper. Chet who loved to eat, (laughs) was in charge. And again, just a jab. We don't
1: need that. We know that he's a big, plump guy.
0: You know how tough it is to be overweight, especially in high school? Yeah. It's tough. It's very tough. You get it from all your friends. Yeah. You don't need it from the narrator. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's salt in the wound. This damn narrator
1: is just really giving it to Chet, and he has not done anything wrong. No. Except for eat apples when they should have been sweets.
0: Yeah, and he should have locked the garage. Well, clearly, all of this yeah. could have been avoided if he locked the garage.
1: Well, you know that guy had all those keys. Maybe he, had he doesn't a key have to garage, the garage keys. Too.
0: It, it, no, he, he has auto keys, not garage keys. Right. they Different keys. Completely. You don't know if there he has no garage crossover. keys too.
1: He might have two sets a of keys. A great,
0: a great. Auto I'm thinking this guy's got it. a lot that's of true. keys. That's true. <sighs>
1: oh, and then and then we get even more fat shaming, in which uh, and Joe looks at Chet and says, "And what are you gonna? And what are you going to do?"
0: Big boy, yeah. And then Chet says, "Well, I'll make a little side dish. How about Welsh rabbit? I don't know what Welsh <laughs> rabbit is, but it doesn't sound like a side dish. It doesn't sound like something Chet you can had whip this up. prepared already. Yeah, and I, I just, bet he bought going to whip up that Welsh it somewhere and brought it home. Oh, and you're elected. Bastard. The others chorused, and Chet set to work. It's a strange. I feel like these friends.
1: These are awkward friends.
0: They have th- this is starting to feel like this is a fake movie." Yeah, and they were all just cast, and they're meeting each other for the first time, and like they're trying to feel each other. Like, yeah, they're trying to act like they've known very each other for a long time. But yeah, it's the and, first and, and artificially chummy. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so so we've got Chet cooking here,
1: and here we are on the last two pages where the actual threat happens. Yeah,
0: they survived the first threat. Yeah, the just real barely. threat has been
1: survived. <laughs> this threat is so much more tame compared to what we just went through. As and readers. someone
0: expected this threat. Yes, the costume shop. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that whole episode is an unexpected threat. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go into a costume shop and expect that to happen. But if someone stole my car and I was chasing them around, this would not be out of the blue. Yes. For me. But uh, so the phone rings. And Chet goes and answers it, and then you know he, he he has a look on his face. He comes back, and Iola asks, you know, what's the matter? And Chet's first response is, uh, they, they wrote the stutter in, uh. I've been th- threatened. <laughs> and that just – I don't know why anyone would say those words. Like, I mean – Some guy just called and said, like, yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, you'd be like, this but that's just not just called
1: and said this threat. You would tell him immediately what or you like, just heard on the, the phone. Or like the person
0: who stole my car and had a gun yeah. just called us. Yeah. Like that's the scary thing. That's more – Yeah. Not just like I've been threatened.
1: They're trying to leave it up like it's a mystery
0: still, like, oh well who called?
1: Clearly, us as the audience, we know who called. It's and the same thing. Him.
0: have you ever been riding with like a, a younger kid in the car and they start doing the thing where you're like, oh wow. And then there's this pause, and you know they want you to ask, like, what? What? Yeah. What what was it? Like, oh, did you see what? like, whoa, what? That's what Chet's doing here, I feel like. I, yeah. I was threatened because then they have to ask. Well, tell us about it. How were you threatened? What were you threatened with? What had happened, Chet? Well, what had happened was
1: it's one of those situations. and which they also – yeah, you're right. Uh, Chet says, "Uh, I've been threatened. And the others cry out, threatened. How? It wasn't even a question. Just
0: threatened.
1: They're just screaming threatened.
0: Because they were ready for it.
1: How? They didn't have to say how. They should have just said Threatened?
0: You'll never get your jalopy back, and if you don't lay off trying to find me or your car, you're going to get hurt. What a
1: terrible threat.
0: Bad threat, but then bad response because, phew, cried (laughs) Joe. This is getting serious. And then uh, Cali and Iola had clutched their throats— And we're staring wild-eyed at Chet, apparently women in the 50s, when someone talked about things getting serious, they would clutch (laughs) their throats. Uh, And then Frank sees uh, somebody running out the window from the barn uh, toward the highway and says, Fellows, he cried suddenly, follow me. And that's the cliffhanger. And I just have to take a second to say, A, cop, cops. Call the cops. Yeah, this is another classic. Someone
1: this is a terrible horror. Someone film going who just on right stole
0: now. your car, held up someone with a gun, got your phone number, yeah, and called and is you, stalking you, is threatening you, yeah. and you're like, "Hey, someone just ran across the yard. Let's go get them." They they clear they have a revolver. We yeah. know that part. Let's go. We're fine. We've got our moxie.
1: They do have their moxie. We've got our
0: hunch. Yeah. We're ready to be detectives. They've got their fast yeah. cycles, be they motor or other. They're cyclists. They can handle situations little... like this. Yeah. So, so with this one, this is the cliffhanger. You know, fellows, follow me. And, yeah. you know, for, they're, they're running out. And this is the cliff. I, I wrote, you know, we have cliff hubris. This is cliffhanger hubris. <laughs> We're getting a little, little bold with even the cliffhanger They We are getting a little point. cliffhanger
1: hubris going on here. It's just—it's a terrible. I mean, yes, I do want to read the next chapter. I want to know what happens. But it could have just been—he saw the man run. If he would have picked up the phone, called the police, or just ended with the man was there and watching, I'd be like, "Whoa, shit!"
0: Gulp. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a problem right then and there.
1: Done. That's how Arl Stein would have done this. Okay, it's a a man who knows how to leave real cliffhangers, not this fake author, not this fake Franklin W. Dixon. I mean, this is just.
0: So there's, there's some bad lessons to take away at this point if you'd like to be an amateur detective. Yeah. Um, there's some good lessons on how to probably get killed. Yeah. There's, that's but actually not what this a, whole about, chapter
1: has been.
0: And so far, at their detective work has consisted of something moved quickly. Let's yeah. go after it. That has been their entire strategy. The, the number strategy. one rule not
1: to follow of detective work here.
0: Yeah, like, oh, someone ran across the yard, let's run after him. Oh, someone stole a car, let's run after him. Like, yeah. everything is just... They're, they're chasing. Yeah, They're not doing any sort of investigative anything. The only clue they have is that it might be a red wig, and they went and, yeah. <laughs> and hung out with a wig store owner <laughs> for 45 minutes trying on costumes. This, not I mean, a lot of good detective like, work. They have
1: so much thing that's... It's like, everything seems so urgent, yet... In urgent matters, so are like, well, yeah, I'll put on a costume. Like, I'm not going to just wear a costume <laughs> it, for
0: 30 minutes. Yeah, no, Let's talk to yeah, Kelly about her cake. Yeah, yeah the like, car screaming Callie. down yeah. the road.
1: I'm very urgent to follow this car, but yeah, I'll listen to this deaf farmer explain
0: <laughs> things to me. <laughs> the deaf conversational <laughs> farmer the, in the cabbage patch. Yeah, there's some good stuff happening. Well, with that cliffhanger, I can't wait to learn more. In chapter four.